Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus one more hand this morning. Thank him for his word. Amen. You excited about what God's doing in your life? Four of you. You, you know, uh, I, I mentioned this last night that the Bible says in Hebrews, it says, Cast not therefore away thy confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. After you do the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. You can't throw away your confidence. Okay, don't throw away. See, you might be under the impression that somebody took it or something sabotaged it. No, you have to give it up. You have to make a decision. I'm not letting go of my confidence. And, and you know, confidence, it, it, it's, a, uh, it's your faith, right? Don't, don't let go of your faith. And faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. And so, you, you know, the more you're in the word, the greater your confidence is going to grow. And, and, and you, you, just need to, you just need to get in the word every single day. You can't go a day without the word of God. But you, and it'll help you keep your confidence. I remember back in high school, my dad, my dad you know, he would, uh, uh, he'd give us assignments, you know, homework and, on Monday, because he would drop us off Monday mornings at school. He'd pick us up Friday afternoon when school got out, we, and we'd go join him wherever we were doing the, the, the revival meetings at and, and during the school year. And he'd give us a scripture on Monday, and we had to be able to quote it on Friday. And I, I, can, I can remember, I was in high school when, when my dad gave me... First uh, John five fourteen and 15, it says, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the very petition that we desired of him. And, and, and you know, your confidence kind of increases when you get a revelation that God actually hears you. Have, have you ever been in a place, and, and you don't need to respond, but have you ever been in a place where you thought, man, I, I don't think God's hearing my prayers. My prayers aren't working. They ain't getting anywhere. And, and what a confidence breaker that is when you, when you, when you think you're on your own. But the reality is, is that anytime we go to God according to his will, and that's why we got to stay in the word, we need to know his will. And, 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 but you go to God and you start asking anything according to that will, you know he hears you. And if you know he hears you, you know you have the petition that you desired of him. Your confidence level increases immensely because you know that, man, God's not only hearing me, but he's acting on my behalf. I got supernatural intervention taking place in my life right now. And you look around at situations, it's, it's changed everything as, that, as the, just that one verse be, began to, to uh, unveil itself in all these different aspects of life. And, you know, we would, we would have challenges in life, but uh, uh, just like anybody else, and, we, you know, you have hardships, but this is the confidence that I have in him. This is my confidence. And you build that confidence up, and you can face anything if you got the, the confidence level to face it. And so what you need to do is you, is you need to realize that, hey, I, 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 have, to, I have to elevate my confidence. i got to know what God said. I've got I to know it inside and out. I've got to be assured of it. You know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know, you guys know these verses. It says, you know, that, that we're not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind that we might prove the, the will of God that is good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. In the Amplified Bible, it says that you might prove for yourself. See, a lot of us are trying to prove God's word to the world. Well, that's going to be kind of difficult because God's word says that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he for their foolishness to him. Well, who am I supposed to prove it to? You. You, 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 got, you, got, to prove, you got to prove his word is true to you so that you don't lose your confidence. So you don't let go of that confidence, man. And no word from God, Luke says, no word from God will fail. So it's not, it's, we got to get past having the word of God. And get to a place where I have a word from God. Where, where, where we've heard the word of God and it's ringing true in our spirit. And it's proven to us so that we don't get talked out of it in the middle of a storm. In, in the middle of a hardship. In the middle of a crisis. Because those things are coming. 
Those things are coming. You know, you get all excited about the future and about what God's going to do. And some of us, we're soft. We're, we're, we're too soft. And all it takes is a little bit of hardship and we walk away from the great promises that God's given us. Why? Because we lose our confidence. And, and, you know, we ask a question. And here, guys, this, this is the locker room. Okay, this is the locker room. This is where, this is where we just come out and we, we give you the playbook and we, 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 we lay it out. Then we go out there in the field and, and, we, and we do the play, right? And we move the chains and we, we, we win the lost and we, we make a difference in our community. And in the, locker, in the locker room, you know, how many are excited about what God's doing in your life? And five of us are. Why? Well, because our confidence is so low. We're not actually sure that God's going to do anything. Why? Because, well, I know what I did on my way to church. You know, there's that one guy ran off the road, and I waved at him. You, you know, uh, I, I, you know it happened right here in the parking lot this morning when Todd revved his bike motor at Rod, and Rod tried to run him down with the truck. It's crazy. And, and, you know, anything can happen, but you can't lose your confidence. You got to get that confidence up. So when we say, hey, are you excited about what God's doing in your life? You say, yeah. yeah. Hey, Shelby, you excited about what God's doing in your life? Yes, she is. She's going to be a grandma. No, come on, somebody, celebrate with us. TJ and Paige. And he had a plan, and he executed the plan. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff I'd like to say. Are you doing okay, Paige? You got everything you need? Okay, just want to make sure you're taken care of. Because you are fulfilling Shelby's dream. Okay? Do your job right. So TJ and Paige, not only, not only are they setting up to do marriage counseling, but now they do parental training. So they, they, they got it down. We're excited about what God's doing. John 10, 10, Jesus said, hey, the thief, he's going to come and try to kill and steal and destroy. But I have come. This is, G, this is why Jesus came. I have come that you might have and enjoy life. That you might have and enjoy life. That you might have and enjoy life. And that life, that word life there, just so you know, it's not the ability to inhale and exhale. That's zoe, Z-O-E, the Greek word zoe. It's God life. It's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. We're talking about a pretty crazy good life that Jesus came to reconnect man to. And, and, and he came, well, just, just, just to refresh your mind a little bit, he came so that you would be reconnected to all the stuff you no longer deserved. Because of sin and because of the break, you know, uh, hey, there's a bunch of stuff you don't deserve. But that ought to actually make you happy because the stuff you don't deserve, Jesus came and took care of that. So now I, I, can, ha I can not only have God life, I can enjoy it. Maybe, maybe, that would be, maybe that would help somebody today if you could just relax a little bit and just enjoy life. Maybe, maybe if you could just learn to enjoy life. I mean, why not, why not have fun? Why not, why not? Isn't it funny what we do at church? Everybody's personality changes. Some, some, some of them, their voice changes when, when they come through the doors. You know, because out, out in the parking lot is, hurry up, wipe that smile off your face. We're going to church. And you walk in the doors, hello, welcome to the garden. Gosh, I hope we never like that. Man, I don't want you to be like that. I want you to enjoy church. I want you to enjoy doing life. And doing life, it, it, while it does include wings, it's not limited to doing wings and cupcakes. Okay, doing life together means we're making life choices. 
and we're backing each other up. And, 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 and we're not wandering off when, when it looks like it's getting tough in Fredo's life. No, we, no, we lean in, right? And we, we step up alongside one another. As long as you're making a life choice, we got your back, right? You choose life, so do we. If God be for you, who gives a rip who's against you, right? Why? Because we, greater is he, right? The greater one's on the inside of us. He came. The, now, now, there are forces. There are forces that have come to steal, kill, and destroy, Okay, but, but a lot of times, a lot of times church people have a tendency to hyper-focus on, on those. Like, well, you know, the enemy, he's so mean and he's so nasty and, 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 and he's so rude and he's so, he's so against me. Shut up. He's so defeated. I said he's so defeated. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. If Jesus was successful in fulfilling his purpose on earth, he destroyed the works of the evil one. Man, he destroyed it. He didn't, like, break it, because that which is broken can be repaired. He destroyed it. Well, wait a minute. Why is there so much havoc in the world? Great question. Because there's so many weak believers in the world. You know, they, they lost their confidence. They've lost their faith. They're listening to the wrong voice. They're making the wrong choices. They're trying to fit in instead of living to stand out. Hey, if I go Pentecostal on you today, will you forgive me? I mean, just for a minute. I, I, I have to rush because of time, but, uh, but, uh, uh, it, but listen to me. Man, we ought to be so filled with hope that people without hope, even though they don't like us, wish they were us. That, 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 that the life of God in us would, would attract them. And it, so you got, you got to grow that confidence. You got to build that confidence. You got to grow that faith. You got to get in the Word. Uh, one of the other ways the Bible says to grow your faith, you, you know, and, and this would be really weird for some of you, the Bible says uh, that, you, that you're building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And I know a lot of you are going, I don't believe in that stuff. We can tell. Okay, uh, so, uh, but here's, here's the deal. Well, I, I don't understand that. Well, let me, just, let me just tell you this much about it. If God is limited to your understanding, you serve a really little God. Man, God does all kinds of stuff I don't understand. He gave me Shelby. Don't understand. He's blessed me with an, with an amazing family. Don't understand how that happened. Seriously. You know, you know the, my, where I am in life, and I have a great life. Don't understand how I got there if it weren't for God. God's going to do some stuff that you don't understand. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you'd cross the line of the reason, he'd be able to do unreasonable things in your life. He wants you to have a good life. Well, I, I don't understand how he's going to get it. I don't want to understand. I just want to experience it. I just want to share it. I just want to multiply it. You know, he said that it's going to come, it's going to be an abundance to the full till it overflows. We're talking about having so much life that every time you get shaken, that's what comes out of you. Life comes out of you. Now, you know, it's not the absence of death, it's just more life than death. It's not the absence of sorrow, it's just more joy than sorrow. It's like you run out of sorrow way before you run out of joy. Because he's giving you this life. He's giving you this life. Look at somebody tell him, God's given me a great life. Man, you, you, you need to own it. You need to recognize it. And, and you, you, need to, uh, you need to be determined to, to live it and refuse to live anything else. Hello, somebody. Um, 
Matthew 10.1, Jesus, he called his disciples together and he gave them power. And when he called them, he, he gave them power. And that's how he works. You know, you got power over unclean spirits, casting them out, power to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. You got power. You have authority. You have authority. Luke 10.19 says that he's given you authority over all of the ability of the enemy. Don't get hyper-focused on the ability of the enemy. Start to focus on the authority that you have over the enemy's ability. So you, you, got, you have authority, but you've got to walk in that authority. You've you got to operate in that authority. You've got to use that authority. And you've got to realize that, hey, man, God has called me out of darkness into marvelous light. I've been saved and called, not according to my good works, but according to his purpose and his plan. I am called of God. I am called of God, therefore I'm empowered by God. If I'm empowered by God, I'm equipped by God. If I'm equipped by God, I ought to use the equipment that God has given me so that I can demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis in my life. I'm not going to be shocked when the enemy shows up, I'm, I'm, but I am going to be prepared. And I'm, and, and I'm going to humiliate hell. Hello? Okay. How many of you would really like to have a great victory this week? Okay, get ready for a great battle. Because you don't get great victories from little bitty battles. So you want great victory, then you're going to have to get in a fight. Right? You got to get a backbone. You, you got to stand up. You got to know who you are. You, you got to believe God. Check this one out. Here's one. Maybe, maybe you should memorize this one. Uh, Galatians 4, 8, and 9. It said, formerly, when you didn't know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God. Before you knew God, before you knew God, there were all kinds of things controlling, dictating your life. But look at verse 9. Look, look. But now. Everybody say, but now. But now. Oh, come on. Say, but now. but now. See, there ought to be a but now in your life. See, I, I, I used to be defeated, but now I walk in victory. I, I, I used to be depressed, but now I've got joy unspeakable, full of glory. I, I, I used to be beaten up, but now I, I have the strength of the Most High living on the inside of me. But now that you know God and are known by God, wh why would you turn back to those weak and miserable forces? See, you, you, have, this, you have this God on the inside of you that's, that's so amazing. Yeah, but, you know, I, I just... Who am I to be like walking in that? Who am I? Let me, let me show you who you are. 1 John 4, 4 says, children, you are of God. And you have overcome. You have overcome. You already have victory. You're, you're not fighting to get victory. You're fighting from victory. And, and, and greater is he who's in you. See, the God in you, the God in you, the God in you today is stronger and more powerful than the enemy in all the world. You got enough God. I'm telling you, if a couple of us would just start acting like believers, we could change this region. Man, we, we, got, we got to understand who we are and who we're with. Because God, God is on our side. God. He's, he, it's, he's not some just thought. It's, it's, it's not a principle. No, God, the Almighty, is on your side. And that don't mean he's on your team. He's on your side. You're not alone. Man, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. His presence is a non-negotiable. Man, he's with you. His, I said his presence is a non-negotiable. His promises, those are optional. And you, you, you have to make the right choices to, to see the production of God's promise in your life. I mean, you got that's why, you know, I referred to it once, I think, already today, that you seek first the kingdom of God, his way of doing, his way of being. And then all these things, you know, they'll, they'll just simply be added. They'll, they'll actually be attracted to that life. But we have to seek God. We, we, have, we have to walk in our authority. We have to keep our confidence up. That's your job. A lot of us want God to do stuff without our involvement. We, 
we, we want to pray a prayer. And, and I, trust me, man, we believe in prayer. But there's a bunch of prayers that don't work. Praying to ask God to do something he's already done. It's not going to help you. Praying to ask God to do what he's empowered you to do. It ain't going to work. Pray, you cannot pray your way out of what you chose your way into. You know, it's like sowing wild oats and then praying for crop failure. God, don't let that work. You know, I'm, I'm going I'm to live, live this way, and I know it's not your way, but now, God, I want you to bless me. It ain't going to work. You have to align with God. You have to keep that confidence up. And, and there are forces that are trying to kill you. you. You know, the enemy, he ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. He wants to take you out. You're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. If you ever understand who you are and walk in that authority, man, you're going you're to wreak havoc on hell. So those forces are at work against you. But why in the world would we swing back to that after we've come to know God? And not only, not only, not only do I know God, I know God knows who I am. I'm known by God. And, 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 and he's for me, and he's not against me. And the greater one, he's living in me, through me, for me, on my behalf. Man, it's, I'm telling you, this is an amazing life. So, so how do I recognize these forces that are, that are trying to kill and steal and destroy? And how do I overcome them? And for just a couple of minutes, I want to talk to you about one of those forces that the enemy uses to, to bring so much defeat into our lives. And, 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 and as we get into it, I just want to say this, that as we talk about it, please don't see the faces of your neighbors in here. You know, don't, don't look around the room and go, wow, he really needs that. You know, I, I know people who have been in church for 25 years. They keep sending CDs to people who really need that message. Let God talk to you today, okay? Let, let, let's let God deal with us today so that when, when we hear this, because there ain't nobody in the room who doesn't have to struggle with this, who doesn't have to, who, who doesn't have to rise up and, and defeat this, this, this power, this force in your life. We all have to deal with the force of negativity, Okay? The force of negativity is, is trying to sabotage you. And, and you know, quite often, you know, uh, it's like I was saying, you know, in our prayer life, we want to pray and have God do stuff that, so that we don't have to. You know, a lot, a lot of times we pray prayers we could answer ourselves. Father, just give me a better relationship. We'll make better choices in that relationship and it'll be better. I need a better life, Lord. Give me a better life. Better choices equal better life. Start making the right choices. He's empowered you. He's given you dominion. Uh, you, you know, it's like we want, we want God to send the angels down and do the river dance out in the driveway to prove to us that, that this is the will of God. No, you're, it's your responsibility to know the will of God. Amen. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Workman needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. It's, there's a right way to divide it. There's a wrong way to divide it. You know, you, 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 you got to get in the Word. you got to know what the Word says. And you you got you to stand up against stuff that's trying to, to you know, we, we want to blame the devil every time something bad happens. And I'm here today to tell you that, that it, a lot of times it ain't the devil. You want to find one of your greatest enemies, all you got to do is look in the mirror. Because we, 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 we align with the force of negativity, and, and it's acceptable. I mean, it's acceptable. You can speak negativity and people will just agree with you. People that you don't know, stop at 7-Eleven, get out and curse your car. People going in the store will go, yep. Start speaking life to stuff, though, and they think you've lost your mind. Why? Because negativity is so prevalent. Let me tell you just a couple of points about negativity. Number one, write this down. Negativity is always a reflection of an inner defeat. Come on. 
Anytime anytime negativity comes in, in, in onto the scene, it's a reflection of an inner defeat. See, if you've if you got victory on the inside, you can see a negative occurrence happen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. Why? Because I got victory. And, and, and I, I know how to deal with that stuff. But, but if, you have a, if you have an inner defeat, it'll manifest itself through an outward action. And, and, and you become negative. You become negative. You want to know what's funny is there's people in here today, and, and uh, trust me, this is not, I'm not trying to be derogatory, not trying to be condemnating or anything like that, because we all struggle with negativity. But it's amazing how in the middle of, hey, we're going to praise the name of the Lord our God, and the, and the first thought that comes to your mind is, my God, are you ever going to shut up? It's too loud. It's too dark. Why, why, why is it so loud? So that we can't hear you sing, because you, when you sing, it sucks. You don't want you to sing your guts out and not worry about people listening to you. Why is it so dark? So that you can lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting, without thinking that the whole world's staring at you. Why? Because when you're thinking of you, you're worshiping you. The word worship means to rivet your eyes or attention on someone or something, to sit at his feet and lick his master's hand like a dog. And, and that's to, to, to put your attention. If you're thinking about you all the time, you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping you. Why are these services so long? <laughs> you should have been here two or three years ago. When I had real liberty. Okay. Here's the deal. Negativity is always there. And it's, a, it's an outward manifestation of, of, a, of an inward defeat. And all of us have places in our life where defeat is ruling and reigning on the inside of us. And we need, we need, we, 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 we need to conquer that stuff. And we need to deal with that stuff. You know, Jesus said that you're going to know them by their fruit right? Fruit. Fruit is the seed. The seed is the, Jesus said, the source of the seed. Seeds, the word of God. Seeds are words. Man, nothing, nothing just unveils your heart more than your words. You have to take responsibility for your mouth. Proverbs 10, 11. For the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. For the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. You have to ask yourself this question. Do I have a well of life or a sewer of defeat? What's coming out of me? If you're really brave, ask your spouse. Ask a coworker. Ask your kids. They'll tell you. Do you speak life to them? Or do you point out the stuff that's wrong? I'm telling you, all of us struggle with this. We, 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 we got we to get control of our mouth. Matthew 12, 34, he said, and this is Jesus, and Jesus is always really nice. He said, you offspring of vipers. <laughs> that's what Jesus, I wouldn't have put it that way. I'd have been more polite. But Jesus said, you offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things? When you're evil or wicked, for out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. You, you know, what's in the well is coming up in the bucket, right? It, it's coming out, you, you, you know, look at somebody and tell them, you leak. You know, it doesn't take much, you know, it doesn't take much to get your conversation flowing. Look, look at verse 35. It says, the good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things. The evil man, he's flinging forth evil things. Evil's not like demon-possessed, it's sick or diseased. See, a lot of us have, have a sickness. We have a disease. Now, the good thing is, is that we have authority over all kinds of sickness. Well, I can't help it. This is the way God made me. No, that would be the sin portion. Okay? 
God's going to empower you to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And you have ability to, to, to get control of this thing. And, but, but you, you, know, you kind of need to check out the stuff that you're flinging. Because you know, you're, you're flinging good or you're flinging sickness. It's either life or death. It's either a blessing or a curse. It's coming out of you. And, 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 you know, you, but it's, and a lot of us, we don't realize it's, it's impacting our ability to walk in our authority as a believer. Because we're trying to speak life when it fits us. But when it don't, we have no problem. Let, boy, just let me tell you how it is. Well, see, you, you don't need to use your words to describe things. You use your words to change things. And you, you need to be speaking life at all times, no matter what the situation is. Man, well, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Speak life to it. Speak health to it. You know, uh, uh, but, but for, your own, for your own sake, man, guard, Proverbs 4.23, above everything else, above everything else, above everything else. You know, it's crazy the stuff we open ourselves up to. TV, Facebook, all the junk that's out there that we just let it pour in. We, we, you know, we just, we just embrace it. I, I can't imagine showing up at your place, finding your life savings in a bucket out by the front door. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't spread your, your, your future finances out on the grass. What do you do with it? You, you, you protect it. Well, the Bible says above that, guard your heart. Because out of it flows the issues of life. Everything's coming out of your heart. You got to guard your heart. You got to protect your heart. You got to take ownership and responsibility for your heart. And, and, and the reason you do is because negativity, it's always an outward manifestation of an inward defeat. And, and, and let me give you point number two, because it, it's what you're going to do right now. Because a lot of us are being confronted with something that, we, that we've dealt with for a long time. And here's what's funny. If you ever ask a negative person, do you think you're positive or negative? Every time, I'm positive. You, you, know, I, no, I, I, you know, it's funny to me how many people come up after a service like this and I teach on negativity and they come up and say, man, I just have to deal with so many negative people. That's a negative statement. <laughs> just, want, just want to lay hands on you suddenly. Hallelujah. But here, here's, why we, here's why negativity gets such a grip on us is because of point number two. Negativity always justifies itself. It ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. I should have had that promotion. I, I worked harder than anybody. I was there first. I left last. I don't know. They gave it to that guy. It's not your fault. Negativity. You know, people that get mad leave churches. I've never had one. You know, we've been doing this for like 35 years. I've never had somebody come to me and say, I'm offended and I'm leaving because I'm wrong. Ever. Someday I'm going to meet an honest Christian. <laughs> Hallelujah. And three of you right now are thinking about it. Don't be negative. Okay. Negativity always justifies itself. Look at this. Proverbs 16.2. All the ways of man are pure and clean in his own eyes. All the ways of man pure, holy, clean. This might come as a shock to you that know me, but I think everything I do is right. 
I think everything, I, it's been shocking to me to learn a few times, it wasn't. And I changed it as quickly as I could and never spoke of it again. That's how I roll. Right? None of us are doing stuff. I hope you're not just out there doing, well, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyways. Well, then, well, I guess there was a season in life I lived that way. I guess there was a season when I knew it was wrong, but bless God, I'm just going to do it anyways, and, and, and His grace is going to have to cover me. Why would you use the grace of God to live the smallest life possible? Why, why, why would you devalue what God's done for you so that you can live like people who don't know God instead of allowing it to elevate you? To, to a place where you, you, you glorify God. Hello, somebody. Man, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think that's better than the response I'm getting right there. I, I'm just telling you. Look, look at 2 Corinthians 6, 11. Look at this one. 2 Corinthians 6, 11. It, it says, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life, this, this abundant life, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos. I can't wait for you to get in. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your life isn't small. You just live it in a small way. And I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your life, live openly and expansively. Negativity, while it's justifying itself, is causing you to live a smaller and smaller and smaller life. And the life that God's called us to, it's got to be open, man. If we're going to reach the lost, if we're going to find, if we're going to find a way to rescue people, I mean, to storm the gates of hell, go in and get them and drag them out. We're going to have to be pretty open. We're going to have to be pretty, pretty open. We're going to have to be pretty positive. We're going to have to be life-filled. Instead of justifying why we're not, we need to attack the reason we are and get some victory over that stuff in our life. Hello, somebody. You know, what we do is, is we have a tendency to, have, uh, uh, to, to take our, our belief system and lower it to the level of our experience instead of standing firm, strong, confident in our beliefs until we elevate our experience to match it. See, I, I, I want to tell you today that the, 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 the power of negativity, even though it's impacting every single one of us, it is not greater than the power of God that's living on the inside of you. I want to tell you today that you, you might have struggled with negativity your whole life. You might have been surrounded by it. It might be just part of the makeup of your family. But you can have victory over that today. Because greater is he who is in you than the negativity that's in the world. You got this. You have the ability to overcome. And it, man, you, you're God's kid. I said you're God's kid. And, and you, you don't have to be defeated. And you don't have to be upset when somebody else looks like they have more joy than you. You, you can elevate. You, you don't have to be down because they're up. You don't have to poke holes in their boat because it looks like they're getting farther in life than you are. You can elevate yourself, and you, you can have the life that God's called you to and created for you. You can have the victory that Jesus came and paid the price for you to have. But you have to be willing to own the reality that, man, i got to do some work on the inside of me. I, I, I got to make some life choices. Deuteronomy, he said, you know, I'm putting in front of you life and death. Blessings, cursings. How about you choose life? How about we be a people that make a commitment to choose life, even when it's hard, even when it's not popular, e even, even when it don't feel good, 
I'm going to choose life because the end result of a life choice is a greater life. It's just a greater life. That's what God has for you today. Some of us here in the room today, you know, you know the, the very next step is to make one of those life choices. It's, it's, to, it's to surrender our life and let Jesus come and, and take the throne and, and, and be the Lord of our life. And uh, he, he, he doesn't want us, he, you know, listen, men, men, listen. He doesn't want you just to be a good man. He wants you to be good at being a man. He, he, you know, our society needs some men who will, who will take a stand and, and make statements like, as for me and my house, serving God. But to, to get that strength, man, you got to surrender your strength. You exchange yours for his. And you, 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 might, you might be here in the room today, and it might be time for you to make a decision. To make a decision. The word decision, same root word as incision. It means to, to cut away. There might be some things in your life you need to cut away, and you need to just make this choice today. Man, all, all the stupid stuff that, that I, I've allowed to, to just hang on me, I'm going to cut it off. Because this one thing, this one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to seek God and His way. I'm, I'm going to run for God. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall down. But the righteous fall down seven times. They get back up again. And you let God empower your life in a way like, like, man, you might not even know it's possible, but he, he can lead you out of the chaos you're in. He can give you wisdom and insight, revelation, discernment. He can give you the stuff you need to bring peace to your, to your habitation. He, he can give you the ability to, to bring life and healing into, into relationships that seemingly are broken and in despair. God can turn it around for you. But you have to choose Him. You have to choose Him. You have to make a decision. I want, I want you to close your book and bow your eyes. Bow your eyes. Bow your head. I guess your, your eyes are in your head, so just bow the head and your eyes will be bowed. We're all going to pray a prayer together. I won't call you out. I'm not going to have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom? I need to get my life right with God. This prayer we're all going to pray, I'm going to make it my prayer. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, today I'm making this prayer my prayer. I'm making a decision. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let God empower me to deal with the stuff, the forces that are trying to kill and steal and destroy. I'm going to let God come and bring life, hope, health, and healing. This is going to be my prayer. If that's you, while no one's looking around, I just want to, I want to agree with you in prayer. Would you just hold your hand up really high? Thank you, 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 thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. I want everybody in this place, just pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big praise. Come on, come on, give God a praise.